York's number two sports show. The Rangers continue to win. They beat the Minnesota Wild 4-1. to They have extended their point streak to nine. They are 8-0-1 in their last nine games. They improve their overall record to nine, sorry, 10-2-1, which is, I mean, better than anyone could have ever expected. And Peter Laviolette, it's just been a, a match made in heaven so far. It doesn't look great for Gerard Gallant with what we're seeing here. This Ranger team is buying in right now, and you're getting contributions from so many different places. In this game tonight, the starting goaltender for the New York Rangers was Louis Domingue. And you would be most familiar with Domingue from the Rangers-Penguin series from a couple years ago, where he was in for Pittsburgh. Um, Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith were hurt, so Domingue played a, a, the majority of that series. Um, he started games two through six uh, and came in relief in game one and, you know, helped the Penguins win in triple overtime. And Demang last season was in Hartford the whole way through. And this year, with injuries to Shisirkin and Jonathan Quick. Now, last episode, you know, didn't know that Quick came out of that game hurt. But then it came out yesterday that he has an upper, upper body injury. So Quick out. Shesterkin out, Demang the starter, and Dylan Garon is was the backup. So the Rangers, that's not too bad for third and fourth. I mean, Grand is seen, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. You know, there he is. Uh, you know, seen as a, a a pretty solid prospect. Now, obviously, with Igor, you know that might not come with the Rangers, but you know. The, the goalie pipeline certainly isn't terrible, and, and it helps when you have Ben Wilaire. It just simply does. He, um, like I said, it's it's a, him ever since, you know, coming out of the lockout, he has been the Ranger goaltender coach, and there has been plenty of different regimes and head coaching changes, and he has stayed the whole way through, and he should. So Demang tonight played really well, made 25 saves on 26 shots against Minnesota. But the real star of the game was Alexi Lafreniere. That line has been great, but Lafreniere is starting to come into his own. He scores the game-winning goal. He had his first three-point game of his career. Um, he now has nine points on the season in 13 games. Not bad at all. And that line, there's just such good chemistry between Panarin and Lafreniere. And Strocek being in the middle, he is a good fit there. And those three played together last year as well. So look, when Heedle comes back, you are there's a good chance you're going to leave Trocheck there. There just is. So this is really your number one line. This Lafreniere, I mean Lafreniere, Panarin, Trocheck. That is your number one line because let's again, that Sabanajad line is giving you nothing offensively at all. And I'm wondering, is there a point when you do consider breaking up Sabanajad and Kreider at even strength? I think that you know there's. You don't have to do it now. They're winning games. And again, like I feel like they are doing well in their own end. But it's something to, worth considering. I think about someone like Will Cooley, like maybe give him a, you know, his style is somewhat similar to Kreider's, but hey, it's just a different mix. Um, and, and now is not the right time. But yeah, like they have, I think Mika's advantage it only has one even strength point. I think it was in a, I, I think it was an assist versus Arizona, maybe. Like, that's it. So, 
Um, but hey, the Rangers just keep on moving forward. And, you know, a, a, a nice defensive night. And they really sheltered the minutes of Jones and Schneider. They didn't play much. It was a heavy top four. And Gustafson, who had another assist, he assisted on the first goal of the game. He made a really nice play to keep the puck in. He's just been great. Like, he has really, I mean, he's stepped in there for Adam Fox. And it's gone as well as you could ever hope it, it would. And, you know, Miller and Shruba are logging heavy minutes. Like, tonight, 25 minutes each. Plus. Um, so they have really been leaned upon heavily, you know, with Fox out. And, you know, Jones and Schneider, it was better. Look, clearly the coaching staff, there's not that full trust, and nor should there be. But, you know, you have the luxury with the way the schedule is laying out and with a lot of, like, day, you know, days off and it's, you know, they're kind of going heavy on some of their top players. Now, from a forward standpoint, the minutes were very evenly distributed. So it was kind of a different story where they really went hard with the top four on defense. Forwards, they were rolling four lines. Like, the least amount of ice time that anyone got was Pitlick at 12-10. Sorry, no, Goodrow at 12 minutes flat. And the most was Zabanajet at 18.04. So they really were rolling four lines, and it was working well. This was a game, it was Demang versus Flurry, where the Rangers had a great first period, a terrible second period, and a really strong third. Um, and so, you know, it's funny. I was, the Rangers were... They should have been up by more than one out of the first. They were lucky to come out of the game tied out of the second. I'm thinking, you know what? This should prove well because they've responded. Like after bad moments and things like that, like I actually felt like, all right, you know what? I think they might come out with a good third. That's been a theme for this team. Really good third periods. So, and look, they exacted some revenge against Minnesota. This was the one loss they had, um, that, that shootout loss. And what do they do? Less than a week later, they, they take on Minnesota at home and they beat them. Uh, so, you know, this is a win, a feel-good win. And, hey, Blake Wheeler gets his first goal as a Ranger, finally. On the second power play unit, gets a really key goal to, to put the Rangers up by two goals late in the third. They really needed that breathing room. So, let's discuss. Uh, and, and, by the way, Johnny Brodzinski, is, he was sent down. So, what the Rangers have been doing is they had been up and down between uh, Deming, Mackey, and Brodzinski. Um, just really, uh, for, I think a cruel, I think the, the point there is for cap related purposes. Um, that's why. So it's more like transactional more than anything else. They're not really being sent down. So Mackie continues to be out the scratch. He was called back up. Brodzinski stayed down for the reason that they called up with the quick injury. They had to call up Garon. And, and so he made his first, he dressed in his first regular season NHL game. So scratches were Shesterkin, Quick, Mackey, and like I said, Deming and Garon were the goaltenders. So the Rangers jump out to another early lead, and who scores another early goal? Vinny Trocek. So Trocek, who did that against Detroit, does it again here against Minnesota. His fourth goal of the season from Lafreniere and Gustafson uh, at you know, at 3.56, really nice job by Gustafson to keep the puck in. Lafreniere makes a nice pass to Trocek. And Trocek, being one of the more shoot-first players on this team, shoots and scores past Flurry because the Rangers were, were victim uh, or guilty of too, too much overpassing in the first period. They had, a lot of, they had a lot of opportunities as it was, but even still, they were just one, too, one or two too many passes. So the Rangers take a one-on-one lead there. Then 
And like I said, I thought the Rangers had a really strong first period. They outshot Minnesota 14-2. to With four minutes left in the period, uh, Duhame and Goodrow drop the gloves. They fight. Um, and, you know, Goodrow is kind of one. I mean, Rangers don't have that many fighters on the team. But if I'm to think about who the most, one of the more likely ones to be, it would be Goodrow. Uh, and, and so they have a fight. Uh, so we go to the second period. And right from the jump, Minnesota had a really good second period. They dominated play. They outshot the Rangers 15-3 to that period. Um, there were only a couple of penalties in this game. And it's funny, Jacob Truba was kind of on both sides of him. Non-fighting. And in, at 10-03, Truba trips Marco Rossi. The Rangers do kill that penalty. But soon thereafter, and at that point, I think with Truba out of the box, they had three defensemen on. Things were kind of misconfigured. And Duhame scores on a tip-in in front. Nothing Demen could do about it. His third goal of the season from Faber, who took the shot, and Hartman. Duhame, who was battling in front with Zibanejad, and Duhame got the better of it, gets a stick on it, and scores. Ties it up at one. And the Rangers were lucky to come out of the period tie. We go to the third, and the Rangers score early, and it is that line again. Lafreniere scores his fifth goal of the season from Panarin and Trocek. And so with that, Artemi Panarin extends his season-opening point streak to 13 games. So one away from tying Rod Bear, and that'll be against that'll, that the chance for that to happen is Sunday against his former team, the Columbus Blue Jackets. And the way he's going, he could very well do that. That'd be very impressive. So uh, a nice play. Trocek kind of sets them up on a two-on-one, and Panarin finds Lafreniere for the goal to make it two-to-one Rangers. Then at 12:40, Erickson trips Truba. So the Rangers get their only power play of the night, and they score on it. And it's not the first unit, it's the second unit, and it's Blake Wheeler with a, with a goal in front. His first goal as a Ranger. So in game 13, he finally is on the score sheet for a goal, and it's assisted by Will Cooley and Alexi Lafreniere. So Lafreniere, with his first career three-point game, I believe they had said that on the broadcast. Um, and Will Cooley takes the shot. Cooley has been really good. He just has been. Like, I like what I'm seeing from him. As a rookie player, a young player, like it, it's it is reminding me a little bit of like you know Dubinsky and Callahan, where the, where there's there's a hard work element in the right places, responsible, but also has a little bit of skill, and you know isn't afraid to get in there. Like he is a he's he's a pretty confident player, and, and you got to be encouraged. The Rangers have needed something like this because you think about it in recent years. Yes, there's been. You know, the Lafreniers and Kakos who, you know, by all estimations, we can say have been underwhelming. I mean, there's, let's not be afraid to say that. Um, but, like, besides that, you know, besides, like, first-round picks like Heedle, who, you know, who's taken some time to develop. And, 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 of course, the Rangers have been better on the defensive side of the developmental stuff. But forwards have been tough to come by. And so for Cooley to kind of come through the system as a guy that can fill in and be a role type player to start with room to grow would be really, really big. And it's great to see. So that makes it 3-1 Rangers. And then they add an empty net goal. I will say, I think the Rangers took, I think Sabanajad should have been called for slashing. They didn't call it. And Panarin scores an empty net goal. So this was with, you know, not much time. There was a minute and 20 seconds left. But still, you never know what could have happened. But anyway, Panarin, empty net goal, his eighth goal of the season from Trocek and Truba. So Trocek with a three-point night as well, goal and two assists. And, you know, again, that line really firing on all cylinders. I mean, Panarin has been one of the best players in the NHL to start, you know, this season. Uh, he's been fantastic. And Louis Domingue, you know, 
the one goal he gave up wasn't even his fault. He was really good. And, and, and like, again, for a third, like, Domingue, as I said it, I think, you know, I, I'm sure I haven't brought Domingue up much, you know, in the last couple of years since he's been in the Ranger organization, but that's a really good third goalie because he could qualify as a backup. I'm not saying he'd be a good backup, but there are teams that, like, I look at, you know, there's a lot of teams that have such poor goaltending, um, and he's not terrible. So, you know, as far as the Columbus game Sunday, Rangers win this one, again, 4-1. to one. I wouldn't be surprised if he's back in there, you know, because they don't, it's tough to say, but I would think that's very possible. The Rangers, after their Sunday game, don't play until next Saturday versus the Devils. So they will have like five full days off. So my expectation is that you might not see Igor or Quick. It would be really nice to win that Columbus game just in terms of like, and, and for Panarin, like a lot of things come of that. You know, Panarin can tie the record, the franchise record, if he gets a point. You then, you exact some revenge. You know, Columbus is one of the two teams that, like, you exacted your revenge on Minnesota. You have a chance to do so against Columbus, one of the few teams that you lost to. And if you are able to at least get a point in that one, and hopefully more, you will extend the point streak to 10 games. Right now, it sits at 9. Which, sized. But I just feel like, look, it's a long season, and you know that there's going to be a time when they, they when they are going to go on a skid. And by giving yourself this amount of cushion, that that puts you in a great it puts you in a great spot. So you look at Eastern Conference right now, and Boston has has been better, which is which is tough, right? Ten two and one. That's a, that's the type of record that in, in a lot of years can be the best. But there's you know it, it, in terms of the Eastern Conference, Boston is eleven one and one which is pretty remarkable. I'm looking forward. The Rangers play the Bruins later this month. That'll be a fun matchup. I believe that's at the Garden. Uh, MSG, that is. So uh, that'll be uh, a good one, but that's not for a little bit. So yeah, just one more game, and then the Rangers, it'll be a road trip. A weird road trip, and we'll, we'll discuss that road trip more next episode, but uh, really impressive. Uh, they came out strong, were bad in the middle, and then finished it out really, really well. Uh, Lafreniere... Um, it's something to be proud of. Hey, on the flip side, Kako, I, I continue to be unimpressed by him. I, I really do. Um, you know, it, it's been really bad for him. Uh, you know, I thought the line was all right, though. Uh, you know, Benino had some chances. Mark, I thought Mark Andre Fleury was really good for the Wild. Um, you know, gave them a chance to win. But anyway, uh, Rangers win again, 10-2-1. And, and they will take on the Columbus Blue Jackets on Sunday. And that was, you know, one of their worst games of the season. I think that they'll be up to the task. Um, Peter Laviolette has these guys really, really playing good, sound hockey. And this is all without Adam Fox, Philip Heedle. Igor's been out now for, what has it been? At least three games. Um, I've lost track at this point, but that next minute mentality is really working. So again, Rangers defeat the Minnesota Wild by a score of 4-1. to one.